Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Vern Glenn of CBS affiliate KPIX-TV in San Francisco. Boy, it's a full house today, baby. It, it it's sure like, is. It's like a fraternity party. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We, got, we got five people on the That's show right. today. And uh, Russell Jackman is our other uh, co-host you can hear here. Me, but you can't see me. Well, no, you have to get into the mic. Yes, well, you can hear me, but you can't see me. Uh, okay, there you go. Looks exactly like you, Jackman. Uh, yeah, yeah not you, right. Jackman, the actor. You, Jackman, the accountant, too. <laughs> right. And that other person is one of our guests, Steve Baker, sports agent. And um, before we uh, go to our, like, tr- we're going to go, uh, r- r- excuse me, the trivia question is going to be. Well, can you first introduce answer. Doug before you? Well, yeah, he's going to come on the next segment. Oh, okay. Okay, so we'll let you introduce him on well, the next segment. Well, you tease forward ahead. Okay, tease forward. All right. Doug's the biggest celebrity besides Vern. So I. I, 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 I <laughs> oh, thank I, you. No, be, besides no, I, I, Vern I, I, and Edward. Okay. There, there you go. <laughs> and, and Mr. Jackman. Okay, the, the only non celebrity is me. Okay. Yeah, well, that's it's, okay. It's Steve and I, we've been boys for years. That's it. Well, okay, go ahead. Tell who's going to be on. Uh, My dear what? friend from law school, um, MSNBC and. Fox News frequent contributor Doug Burns, who is a former U.S. attorney, and we were in New York together two weeks ago arguing sports for an hour, and he said, it would, we both said it would be fun to do this on the radio, and I said, oh, that's funny. I know a guy who yeah. is having me on in two weeks. Let me see if he'll have you on. And I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, the, and the subject is very, very interesting, so audience, you're going to want to stay tuned on this. And the trivia questions are, you, you guys are football guys, right? Well, we'll see how much sure. you know about football. These uh, trivia questions are we, we, the title is Relatively Hard Football Questions. All right, so All right? we're doing football. We're not doing curling. No curling, go, no okay. tiddly right, wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sailing, yeah. I'd like to take George Hallis for two. Okay. <laughs> Very good. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 <clears throat> excuse me, is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments. They're currently yielding actually 7.75%. And in today's market, with interest rates going down, that's not a bad deal. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You are listening to Sports Econ 101. When we come back, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about.
Attention Bay Area homeowners. Pacific Private Money has a loan program that can help you buy your next home right now. No need to wait to sell your existing home first. Our unique bridge loan lets you tap the equity in your current home to provide up to 100% financing on the home you wish to buy. We're friendly, fast, and ready to help you right now. Call us today for more information, 415-883-2150, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender. Licensed County RE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk, and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Mountain Mike's Pizza. You've heard our phrase, pizza the way it ought to be. But did you know that our famous pepperoni large pizza has over 100 pieces of pepperoni on it? Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily, never frozen. Having a party? We have a great room for parties and a video arcade with tickets and prizes for kids. Located at 2100 4th Street in San Rafael, you'll enjoy your pizza the way it ought to be. Call us at 415-454-4300. That's Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Tap into the local food and beer scene at San Francisco's Urban Tavern, just steps from Union Square. Featuring a menu of locally inspired cuisine, Urban Tavern has the distinctive personality of a metropolitan gastropub. It's where the local food and beer scene is celebrated with seasonal menus and more than a dozen Bay Area craft beers on tap. Convenient to Union Square shopping and walking distance to the theaters, Urban Tavern is a great place to enjoy happy hour before a show. And get this, if you show your game ticket or wear your San Francisco team gear, you can enjoy a buy one get one free drink on game day, be it baseball, football, or basketball. Of course, Urban Tavern will be showing the games live. Oh, and don't forget, during the holiday season, Urban Tavern is convenient to the ice rink and holiday shopping in Union Square. Make an evening of it with shopping, dinner, and a show. Find Urban Tavern on Open Table and the beer app Untapped. You can also go to UrbanTavernSF.com. Men, if you want to pee easier, listen to this. A new Nobel Prize discovery was just proven in a clinical trial to help men pee 241% more, ending multiple trips to the bathroom and a constant urge to go. This breakthrough is finally available in a pill called Prostavive LS, developed by famed men's health expert Dr. Al Sears. And for a limited time, you can get a free bottle. Call 800-769-8155. Patients who've taken Prostavive LS are singing its praises. Hi. My name is Paul, and I'm 73 years old. I used to get up multiple times a night to go to the bathroom, but after taking Prostavive LS, I now sleep through the night. Prostavive LS does not require a prescription, and there are no side effects. But this free bottle is not available in stores. Call 800-769-8155 to get your free bottle of this Nobel Prize-winning discovery proven in clinical trials to help men pee 241% more. That's 800-769-8155. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn, Russell Jackman, Steve Baker, and Doug Burns. Holy smokes. We got a full house here. Right? Five people? Full house? Okay. Um, Ooh. <laughs> that's right. Okay, now, Steve, you're kind of running the show today. What, what are we going to talk about today? I think we discussed three topics. One, I the discussion that Doug and I were having over um, an incredible meal on the Upper West Side, Upper East Side was what leads to a player succeeding or failing in the NFL. Like, why, why have players made it or not when they've had problems off the field? And the guys we were talking about were Antonio Brown, Michael Vick, and Ray Lewis, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, and Colin Kaepernick. And I think there's an interesting analysis in that. Part two, Doug is one of the five most knowledgeable people on the planet about the movie The Irishman. And we've, <laughs> and we've, um, 
we've concluded, and five is our magic number today. And that? I've concluded that uh, that there is an actually that since I think you can, I've always believed you can find everything in Seinfeld or The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we can extend it that you can find everything in The Irishman. And there's actually a scene in The Irishman that directly relates to sports. And then the final issue was the effect of great fathers on yeah. great athletes. Okay. That were those were my three suggestions. All right. Doug, you want to I'm chime down. in on that? Good suggestions. I mean, you know, the Irishman, very, very interesting. We can talk about it. Um, you know, there's a couple of controversies about it. You know, the facts and whether or not it's accurate. And it's interesting. Overall, it's accurate, but there's a very heavy-duty debate as to whether Frank Sheeran, the Irishman, was actually the one who killed Hoffa. You know, we can discuss that. The thing about fathers is interesting because Steve and I have a very shared experience with that. Both of our dads were you know, well-known and prominent lawyers in New York City, and it's interesting um, because obviously there are pros and there are cons, you know, growing up in that shadow and so forth. So that's always very interesting. And then as far as, you know, problems off the field or off the court, basketball, the tennis court, whatever uh, sport you're talking about, I've always found that very interesting because of how difficult it is for a lot of young people, and you can't criticize them, to handle you know, just crushing fame and money, you know, at a very young age. And it's really a fascinating topic to discuss, in my opinion. Yeah, I wonder how Bronny is going to uh, handle his, his his new fame at the high school level with, with his dad, LeBron James, in the stands, kind of looking down. And uh, yeah. on that list, you got to add Josh Gordon to, you know, the, you know, he just got suspended. We'll add Josh Gordon. Sure. Yeah, to, you know. Uh, again. Yeah, again, for the fifth time. But this time for PEDs, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, fifth time's the charm. I mean, it's uh, he's gotten a lot of breaks, and everyone's always looked at him as being a guy with all this potential. But, you know, how many more chances is he going to get? Someone like Antonio Brown, I mean, how many more chances well, are they going to get? What Doug and I were discussing is I think there's an algorithm, almost, that you can you connect – degree of greatness with degree of off-field problem. And the greater a player is great, the more you ignore the off-field problem. And the more the player is not extraordinary, the more you the off-field problem becomes an issue. For Talk example, Bruce Miller about that. No, for, for example, Ray Lewis probably <clears throat> of all these players probably had the most significant off-field problem, but he had the best career because he was a Hall of Fame linebacker. That's right. Um, Colin Kaepernick there's no question there are not 92 men on this planet that are more talented than Colin Kaepernick, although there's at least 92 NFL quarterback jobs. But if you're going to take the position that Colin Kaepernick has taken, which I support in many ways, not the shirts, but the but I support him, his freedom of speech. Oh, but, you don't like the Kunta Kinte shirt I he mean, had on during the yeah, I, I, I would argue that that was probably not good <laughs> Product place a little overboard. But what, my, my point, <laughs> my point on Kaepernick though is, is that if you're going to take that position, you better be one of the 30 best quarterbacks in the league. And I don't think he is. And that's, oh, that's, I, that's I know he isn't. You know, they, a lot of people forget his last game as a 49er before he was replaced was you know he completed one pass for five yards in a half worth of football against a terrible Chicago team. Yeah, but let's they, turn back the page because when he burst on the scene. I mean, he was, yes, he was a running quarterback. He had a really rocket arm. And you just asked the Green Bay Packers about how he ran over, around, and through on Monday Night Football. And you can make an argument that he was the the, the new start 
he was. Of, 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 the, of the running quarterback that we see in Lamar Jackson today. But he didn't have the arm for it. He no, but, and the, he didn't have the He had the, the arm. You just didn't know where it was going. Yeah, Colin, Kaepernick, was Colin Kaepernick is good enough to be playing on Sundays. He is. I, I think that's indisputable. He's just not good enough for a team to take deal that with, risk deal with the noise just like tim tebow is good enough to play on sundays but tim t you don't want the biggest focus of your locker room to be your third string quarterback. well absolutely that's true but also you you look at the role of a backup quarterback which is a guy has to come in seamlessly and work with an offense and take oh sorry take over from a uh from a standpoint of being a uh uh, just coming in cold and having that team work with him. Colin Kaepernick, and I don't think any great running quarterback is going to be able to be a great bench quarterback in that sense because it's too much of a change for almost every team other than Baltimore's maybe or Baltimore maybe uh, 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 Arizona. They don't. The other teams don't have that kind of an offense ready to go with somebody that's got the wildcat option or something like that and trying to run from a quarterback position. I don't agree with you. I don't know. I, I don't agree with you. I think it's I just that the great running quarterback is going to be your starter. And that's what makes for good radio is controversy. I would, I would argue that when, um, when, the, when the 49ers had a great a running quarterback, um, Young, this guy, Steve Young. Right. Um, he was a reasonable Oh, you mean the Hall of Famer, Steve Young? Yeah. But he also well, had By the way, he guy has a law degree, right, Steve? Yes, yes he, does. he does. Has a law degree. That is very true. Yeah. Okay, so actually, guys, I want to talk about Tim Tebow, though, because, you know, you could say, okay, Ray Lewis, you know, he was, uh, you know, he had the attack, right? You know, Colin Kaepernick had, had all this controversy. All Tim Tebow did, as I remember, was just basically pray. You know, or he did he did yeah. he did the Tebow was, thing, right? And it's like, really? I mean, that's as contra- controversial as all the other stuff. It's not really, but you know, the point is, there's been a lot of you know, sort of seismic cultural shifts, you know, about religion and the place of it in society, and it's a fascinating debate from my lens and law. You know, you got all the cases talking about you know religion in the public square and that whole thing we don't need to get all in the weeds about it but the fact of the matter is you make a great point which is wait a minute why would that be deemed as controversial as those other situations and i agree with you 100 percent. i don't see it i don't think it's the controversy i just think that on a team you don't want your backup quarterback to be the biggest celebrity and i mean tim tebow is is certainly better than 20 quarterbacks in the nfl but you don't want your backup quarterback to be the guy that people first go to because it's a bad look in the locker room. Yeah, I think it's bad. I think it's a bad look. I think it, I mean a, a football locker room. Yes. Yes. And Steve, you don't want him playing on the Mets either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he might. He has enough power to play for the Mets. What well, going this? further on the TV side, when Wednesday, this is I'm just talking in, in in local TV terms when we cover an NFL team. Wednesdays are normally the media day, and so at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. We have access inside the clubhouse to, you know, what whatever players we deem may be the best spokesman about the upcoming game and how practice is going as they put in the game plan and this that and the other yada yada. We don't normally come into the clubhouse to talk to the number two quarterback. We're not yet. You know, we, we, it just it's just not going to happen. And in fact, right. the 49ers and the Raiders they make the starting quarterback available to us at at at, at, at a podium standpoint not outside of the clubhouse not not actually in the locker oh, okay. room because there's just, mm-hmm. just too many of us in there trying to get at one guy so uh right. so that's, that's that's normally how it works 
All right, guys. Hey, we're going to have to cut to a commercial break, and we're going to start the uh, trivia questions. And now that I think about it, these are not that hard. You, you'll, you will have at least heard of said every... The, said the man that wrote the questions <laughs> that have right. seen, yeah. and has we'll seen the answers. answers. Thank, right. you. Thank you, Alex Trebek. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, that's fucking uh, Wikipedia going, yeah, guys. That's it. Okay. And, and uh, uh, Doug, if you know the answer, don't say anything, and don't look it up on Google. We're... I will tell you, I'm the odds are... I, I will tell you this. There is, the, there is a heavy odd, particularly if this relates to Gilligan's Island, that Doug knows the answer. Okay, well, unfortunately, this does not. All right. In 2007, Detroit quarterback John Kitna was sacked 51 times to lead the league. It was still 25 sacks short of the season record set in 2002. I know the answer. I was and say, I will not say. These are not, these are not that hard. You know, I, I know I the answer. About it. Okay. Uh, so which quarterback, unfortunately, was sacked, what is that, 76 times? Holy smokes. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ask the question again. I, I, I wasn't okay. paying attention. In 2007, Detroit quarterback John Kitna was sacked 51 times to lead the league. It was still 25 sacks short of the season record set in 2002 by which quarterback? Can I give a hint? Uh, hopefully, wow. no, not yet. Can hopefully, I, he's still alive after I, all no, those no, sacks. He, Stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. 800 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. This is Mark Honf, co-host of The Best of Investing. Can you believe how long we've been living in this era of low interest rates? It's been for most of this decade. And when we were all expecting rates to go up this year, now we're finding out that low rates will likely continue through 2020. If you're among the rapidly growing segment of people entering retirement age, I'm sure you're concerned over the challenge of growing your retirement savings. And you're not alone. 
Pacific Private Money has a solution for those seeking ways to significantly boost yields you earn on your retirement savings. And we do it with safety and security features not found in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. For more information on how you can supercharge your retirement savings with annual yields of 7% or more. That's right, 7% or more. Contact us at 415-883-2150 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender, licensed CalDRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn, Russell Jackman, Steve Baker, and Doug Burns. Holy smokes. We got. We need more microphones here. All right, uh, trivia question. In 2007, Detroit quarterback John Kittner was sacked 51 times to lead the league. It was still 25 sacks short of the season record set in 2002 by which quarterback? Could I give, a, could I give the hint? Yeah, give, yeah, give us the hint. Yeah, the ahead. first hint is he has a brother whose last pass in the Oakland Coliseum this past weekend ignominiously fell <laughs> short, leading to a Raider loss. And that would be? That would be David Carr. David then. Carr. And what team was he playing at the that time? That would be the Houston, Houston, Houston Texans. Yeah. Very good. All right. So, so far you're one for one. Now, you've been talking about the the movie The Irishman. Okay. On Netflix. On Netflix. Yep. Again, I, I as we've had this discussion before that I believe that everything in life can be found in Seinfeld and The Godfather. And Gilligan's Island. Don't forget Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island has th- – well, again, the, the, the Rorschach test is Marianne or Ginger. And, I, I, and we've all agreed Don't that – Mrs. Howell. We've all agreed. We've all agreed with the exception of Edward, who likes Mrs. Howell, that we, we were all Marianne's. That is, but, that is um, true. But, um, but, what was the vote but, on that, guys? 5-1? Um, well, well, there are there are only five of us. So. Five of us, so be uh, four four to four one. one. So right. you, four to one in favor, uh, of Marianne. The, the skipper you, was kind of cute. You're, too. you're using Trump-like election math, but yeah. Yeah. voted twice. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, 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 it's Joe McCarthy during the Chicago election. A couple dead people, right? But um, I what I've noticed about the Irishman is most people that I know that have watched the Irishman didn't like it the first time, and. Vern and I both agree that the Irishman is basically day-old spaghetti, that it's better the second time. Absolutely. Because there's, there's so much stuff in it. And there's a scene in the Irishman that really resonated with me, which was the whole issue with Jimmy Hoffa hating to be made waiting. And it brought me back a memory of one of my greatest memories of sports, where I was negotiating with the Washington Redskins on Ken Harvey's contract. The Redskins made me an offer that, made me, that, made him, that would have made him the highest-paid linebacker in NFL history. And Ken refused to take the deal because he promised Buddy Ryan that he would give him the last chance to match because he loved playing for the Arizona Cardinals. So I had a very good relationship with Charlie Casserly, who went on to become the guy who drafted David Carr, which is why I know the answer to that question. And I I had a good relationship with Charlie, and Charlie Charlie couldn't believe that I wasn't accepting the offer. I said, listen, there's no way the Arizona Cardinals are going to accept this offer. It it, it completely changed the the, the linebacker market. Mm -hmm. But let me go back and meet with him because we promised we would. I go back to um, Arizona, go to Buddy Ryan's office, and much like in The Irishman with Hoffa waiting and going crazy for 10 minutes, um, and I'm not saying I'm Jimmy Hoffa, and I certainly hope not to be buried in the end zone of the Meadowlands, um, Buddy Ryan keeps me waiting for, for an hour to be in a parade. Wow. He comes in. I tell him the offer. He says, there's no way you have that on the table. And I look him in the eye and say, Coach Ryan, Ken wants to stay here. 
but I promise you within the next hour we will be signed to the Redskins if you do not accept this offer. He said, you don't have that offer. An hour later, Ken was a Redskin. And I relive that moment wow. watching the Irishman. Wow. And uh, what did Buddy Ryan uh, say after that? Um, Buddy Ryan in Sports Illustrated the following week said he wasn't given a chance to match the offer. Oh, to make Liar! himself look good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so needless CYA. to say, which, which we leads to the conclusion that sports mirrors the godfather Seinfeld. But, but now how often do you deal with the coach versus the general manager? Well, sometimes, well, in, that sometimes case, the, in that case, the general manager was the coach. Gotcha. In that case, uh, the general manager was the coach. Now, with, the way you could relate it to Seinfeld is I could have then returned to him and said, no soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say it the right way, though. No soup for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the soup Nazi. Yes. yes. All right. Um, do you, why don't you go on uh, talk? You were talking about the fathers and sons. That dynamic in football. Well, the or thing in sports. The thing that Doug and I were discussing is we know that how much of our lives were 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 really formed by having brilliant fathers. Um, we, you know, you frequently it it skips when you have a really bright father. You, you end up not motivated. But it's interesting, the effect of fathers. I mean, um, Doug's father was a very senior. I'll let Doug describe it. His, his father was a very significant. He was a legendary lawyer in, 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 in New York and then in Washington. I uh, worked in the Reagan administration. And uh, my father was Ed Sullivan, John Lennon, and Mark Goodson, the game show host, uh, the game show adversarios. And, and what does Ed Sullivan need an attorney for? For negotiating, my father did his will, um, and and Ed Sullivan had much money. His father represented Topo Gigio, the man. (laughs) (laughs) Myron Cohn came along, and uh, and no, no, Um, no, my my dad came along and said, you know, with Elvis, maybe you don't want to show the the torso. No, I'm kidding. But uh, but uh, but, so Doug and I realized that how much of our lives were created by that, and and two sets of athletes that we thought of is one on the positive, looking at the Curry brothers. I mean, to me, Steph Curry is utterly amazing and i think much of that of steph is the way he was raised having an amazing father who played and on the other side we can get into the controversy of good or bad of what's going on in the ball family and it's just it's interesting how how the way you were raised influences what you become yeah the domineering father who never played versus the kid who is trying to play well um lavar ball played for the bills i think for a very short time right i think i think a very short time (laughs) Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and it was a different sport too. You know, I think he was a buffalo with a one F or something. I mean, it was. <laughs> now, he it's was funny, guys. I, I I've seen this dynamic in in a number of different contexts. I'll never forget because it was pretty emotional. Jack Nicholas's son Gary was playing at the Q School at Doral, and I was there because I was in town. And the Q School is very exciting, as you guys know, because guys are playing for the opportunity to get on the tour. And Gary, after multiple you know times of trying to qualify, finally on Sunday did make it, and he made it onto the PGA Tour. And there was his dad, Jack Nicholas. He wasn't there as Jack Nicholas; he was there as the kid's father, and he was crying. And it was very interesting. And Jack Nicholas, to me, is an example, you know, of a guy who was very, very famous in sports, um, but a really good father and a good person. And I think it's a very complicated issue. You know, there's a lot of different moving parts and variables. But I think it's interesting because at the end of the day in the discussion, it's less about, you know, the fame and the accomplishments and more about being there as your father. And I remember my late father, you know, many times putting his arm around me saying, you know, it's going to be all right, Doug. You're going to be fine. And, and, and those are the memories, you know, not to get all corny. And I think that's a big part of it. And, you know, Steve and I both followed in our father's footsteps, obviously, by studying law. 
Um, and my father was very old school. He was very positive about it. He was very proud about law. It was more of an academic profession, honestly. Back then, 50 years ago, you know, today, good, bad, or indifferent, it's become you know more and more about business and stuff. And we understand that. But again, I grew up with law being very positive, and I was very happy to sort of follow in his footsteps. You know, it's interesting, because I, I used to bowl semi-professionally. I wasn't good enough to be on the tour. Oh, you no know, kidding. Yeah, wow. But I, I wasn't. I, I was were, you, were, you out the, were you out with the Jets running back last weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, anyways. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, my dad, he I knew he was proud of me, but he was just very non-emotional. You know, he just wouldn't mm-hmm. show it. It would be like, okay, just go out there, do your job, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. And so... I don't know. It's just one of those. I, I guess I was glad to have him there rather than, you know, he was always busy being an accountant and, you know, yep. always busy, busy, work, 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 work. So when he was able to at least come to a tournament, it, it uh, you know, it made me happy. But again, yep. just you, you just kind of knew if you did well, you made him proud. Uh, and I remember one time. It's a good feeling. Yeah. It is. One time I just I did lousy. And uh, I mean, there was like no way I was going to get anywhere. And I remember him kind of giving me this look like I drove all the way over here to, to watch this. He didn't say it, but <laughs> it was like, oh, OK, I'll tell you what, make me next time. If I know I'm going to do well, I'll, I'll have you come. But, I'll no. tell you what. Here's a golf story. You guys ever heard of Neil Lancaster? He was a journeyman professional from North Carolina. Great guy. I met him a few times. I played in a pro-am with him once. And his father and brother drove from Smithfield, North Carolina, multiple hours to Congressional in Washington. Neil shot. It is in the U.S. Open. So Neil shoots 40 on the front nine. They get in the car and they leave. He shot 29 on the back. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and Neil shot a 29 at Shinnecock, unbelievably. Um, so he has two twenty nines uh, in U.S. Open nines. Neil, great guy, very funny guy. Which relates me to Curry and his father. You know, they have a tradition where they go they go golfing up in Tahoe, and the one that loses has to dive into the into the lake. Into the lake, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the dynamic is between Rick Pitino and Richard Pitino in college basketball, where the I believe once, maybe twice, they've gone up against each other. But 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 Rick Pitino is so is so big, you know. And then, then here's the kid who has to go by Richard, not Rick Jr. Because uh, <laughs> the name he goes by Richard Pitino. Wow. Yeah, and it's something. You realize you're listening to a show hosted by Edward Brown. That's so. right. Not Ed, but Edward. That's right. Do you do you look yep. at do you look at people cross-eyed? If somebody calls you Ed. Uh, I got this. I got know, discipline I, this week. Uh, yeah, I, I got. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I got. I got some. I got some. I got some. I got a hate email. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just I try to not be hoity-toity. I try to just be polite about it. I try, <laughs> you know, basically say, uh, "Hey, I, I don't use uh, Ed. I use Edward. Thank you very much. You know, I appreciate it. You know, something along well, those lines." Relating it back to Steph Curry, you real, you know, the major. Uh, yeah, sorry. The major reason that Steph Curry did not sign, re-sign with Nike is he was offended yes. when they called him Stephen Steph- Curry. Or Ste- Ooh, oh, they, no, now I, they no, called him was, Stephen Curry. I thought it was Stephon, like Stephon Mar- Marbury. That's I think that's the story. Is that he? He, he said. He goes. They don't even know how to pronounce no, my I name. No, I believe I believe it was Stephen okay, Curry. Okay, we'll, we'll have to. We'll have to. Well, I'll tell up. you, Ed. Hey. I. <laughs> All right, Stephen. And, and and I and I can remember after the after the parade in San Francisco after the Warriors' uh, first of the recent NBA championships. Then Mayor Ed Lee, in front of everybody, 
called him Stephen. Yeah. Jeez. Stephen okay. Curry. Stephen Curry. Yeah. Ah, yeah. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, second, so we're going to go to the second commercial break trivia question. No peeking over my shoulder, Russell. David Carr. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Every answer is David Carr. Okay. Who set a record for intercepting 14 passes in a single season? What what year? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to give you the year, but what, I'll what, tell what, you it was in a 12 game season. 12 game season. What what what, 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 what what team did he play for? I'm not telling you nothing. Was it the Detroit I'm going to tell you nothing, and you'll like it. How many uh, games are at night? You believe all these questions? Yeah, I know exactly. All right, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Tap into the local food and beer scene at San Francisco's Urban Tavern, just steps from Union Square. Featuring a menu of locally inspired cuisine, Urban Tavern has the distinctive personality of a metropolitan gastropub. It's where the local food and beer scene is celebrated with seasonal menus and more than a dozen Bay Area craft beers on tap. Convenient to Union Square shopping and walking distance to the theaters, Urban Tavern is a great place to enjoy happy hour before a show. And get this, if you show your game ticket or wear your San Francisco team gear, you can enjoy a buy one get one free drink on game day, be it baseball, football, or basketball. Of course, Urban Tavern will be showing the games live. Oh, and don't forget, during the holiday season, Urban Tavern is convenient to the ice rink and holiday shopping in Union Square. Make an evening of it with shopping, dinner, and a show. Find Urban Tavern on Open Table and the beer app untapped. You can also go to UrbanTavernSF.com. Mountain Mike's Pizza. You've heard our phrase, pizza the way it ought to be. But did you know that our famous pepperoni large pizza has over 100 pieces of pepperoni on it? Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily, never frozen. Having a party? We have a great room for parties and a video arcade with tickets and prizes for kids. Located at 2100 4th Street in San Rafael, you'll enjoy your pizza the way it ought to be. Call us at 415-454-4300. That's Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. Thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman, Vern Glenn, Steve Baker, and our special guest, Doug Burns. Of course, Steve, you're a special guest, too. All right. Who said... Thank you. Thank you for that, Ed. <laughs> Edit. Oh, you got me there. Okay. Who set a record for intercepting 14 passes in a single season? Give me the year. He won't give us the year, but he says it was a 12-game season. Yeah. The, the, the well, first see, guy that see. comes to mind, right or wrong, is, is, is Lem Barney of the Detroit Lions. It just sticks out in my head. No, Lombardi was pretty but good I, defensive back. But if I, you know, okay, it's 1952. Oh, okay, 52. Yeah, 52, okay. and I think he actually did play for the Lions, if I'm not mistaken. But I, but I could Barry be wrong. Sanders. Yes. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say Alex Karras. No, Dick Knight Train Lang. Dick oh, no, Knight Train play, he Lang. Play, he didn't play for the Lions. I thought he, he played play for, for the Eagles. Did he play for the Eagles? I, I have to that one. I have to look up. Now on I, gotta, now we, I mean, now I would offer. I would offer Ed that it, Edward. It would not help your ratings to do trivia that appeals to people who are dead. <laughs> I'm trying well, to. I am just trying to entertain you guys. No, no, okay, oh, fine. I, you did better with David Carr. I did. Be, okay, and uh, oh, the next one's kind of a fun question. Okay, so uh, recently the, we had a let's just call it a football memorial service. Yeah. It lasted three hours. It happened at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Willie Brown. And it involved the Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I was there working for the local CBS affiliate, and all the planets were aligned just right. There was a lot of love in that stadium. A lot of the old Raiders were in the house. Some that, that like Fred Bolitnikoff, that, that pretty much opened the Coliseum when they moved from Frank Yule Field to the Coliseum in 1966. And, uh, and it was the Jacksonville Jaguars, arguably the worst team in the league. All the Raiders had to do was get out there and do what they do. And in the end, they ended up doing, doing what, they do. what they do. And they lost the game, although controversial. The league has come back and said, okay, yeah, my bad for the, 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 the I guess, the, the, just the terrible call on Derek Carr sliding out of bounds when he didn't slide out of right. bounds. We could have been talking about a different thing, but it was uh, it was it was it, it was it, it was great, and it was sad at the end. It was again. It was just it was just such a Raiders like game. It was just, palp- just, it just was, it all was... throughout, and uh, and and the, the black hole throwing food on, on on the field after the game, throwing stuff at Derek Carr as he tried to come out and, and do his little victory lap and say thank you to the fans. That didn't work out so well. And then that, uh, and then that was it. But, um, but man, what a day! I got a chance to interview Tim Brown, Charles Woodson, Bolitnikov, Mark Davis. I got to interview a lot, a lot of these people just to kind of get their their thoughts and emotions in this fifty uh, three year history on again, off again of the Raiders. The energy the there, the energy there was palpable. Yeah, it was very special for me because a client of mine on the team, Dolan Levitt, who. Um, prior to that game was one of their best special teamers but he actually played a lot of the game um it was the first game he got into base defense so it was it was amazing for me with that it was amazing seeing marcus allen all over the place charles woodson gave an amazing speech i'm using amazing a few a few a few too many times in this conversation for a while it was the charles woodson show featuring the raiders yeah it was because before halftime he actually was the last one to light the cauldron before the game and he told me that mark davis had asked him to do it Months ago, but he had to keep it under wraps. Yeah, the, the energy was palpable, and it, it, it's sad because the Raiders belong in Oakland. They just do. And um, the loyalty, the fan base, and 
Uh, I have I have a buddy that I grew up with who was a fanatic Raider fan in New Jersey when I was growing up, and I was texting him pictures of the Raiders throughout the game, and it meant a lot to him. There's that kind of passion for the Raiders. Yeah, the last multi-use stadium in the league, and it's gone. And having said that, though, as they say in the hood, business being business. <laughs> Mark did the right thing. He took the $750 million, he's getting a new stadium, and he starts in a new town. Boom. Oakland's out of money. They got to close public schools just to try and move from the red to the black, and even that's a chore. So they, they just could not afford to keep the Oakland Raiders. What do you think the, they're going to do with the Coliseum? I mean, I, I guess the A's are. Well, you have to ask line. the A's because that's yeah. going to be their home now. I think until I, I, would have, I would think that 20 years from now we'll be going to the mall there. Yeah, mall with, 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 with condos probably on the same complex. That's a lot. That's a lot of real estate well, out there. I, I, I used to own the building. I was part owner of a building. Uh, this building was 500,000 square feet. It was a quarter mile long a building. Jeez. It was the old Mother's Cookies building across. Actually, excuse me. Across from Mother's Cookies, it was the Sunshine Biscuits. And uh, the guy who bought it, we helped him finance it and all that. Uh, it was literally about less than a mile away from the Coliseum, and they eventually uh, he eventually sold it to a developer to turn it into condos. Wow, oh. that new condo complex that, that that's going up right now off of eight eighty. Uh, oh, there's yeah, a it's, it's huge on, it, one. It's, it's on eighty first Avenue. So, oh, so, okay. So. I, I, did, I didn't know that you were in the business of selling tasteless food. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, you know what was you're, great? You're pretty, much, you're pretty much. I'm a sugar addict, and you pretty oh, much so named every cookie that I can't stand. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what was really <laughs> funny? Actually, was. Uh, so across from Mother's Cookies, goes he goes ahead, buys the building, he starts improving it, takes the downstairs, which isn't quite big enough to do normal storage, but he turns it all into storage. And Mother's Cookies approaches him and says, "Hey, listen, can we, you know, store cookies there?" And he, "Oh yeah, sure." So he works. So we would go there around lunchtime. You could just smell the sugar burning, oh. and because I was part of the, the the you know the guys who were in charge there knew me, they would just give me these boxes of Mother's Cookies, just boxes of them, you know. And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, hit the jackpot. Forget paying me interest. Pay me in cookies, man. Hey, hey, hey. That's sort of, But those cookies are sort of like bringing a fruitcake to Thanksgiving. No, they're not. Not the mother's chocolate chip cookies and even the animal crackers. Come on. I, I beg I, to differ. Well, uh, yes, there are no Chips Ahoy. I, I, I mean, there, there, there no are no Oreo I mean, cookies. No, you yeah, give me yeah, yeah, M&M's. I'm with Steve on give, this one. Give me a good hostess cupcake. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, or but, hostess ho-ho. Or give me a Malamar. Okay, a Malamar. Yeah, Malamar is supposedly one dark of the chocolate dessert. with marshmallow wait, 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 and perfect. You come from New York, a black and white a, cookie, right? No, no, Drake, Malamar. Drake Mal- 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 Malamar is the greatest. Malamar is the single laboratory. Malamar is pretty legendary. La- laboratory tests show that Malamar is the perfect cookie. That's that's the well, isn't that the one with the uh, uh, marshmallow? It's deep chocolate oh, with with just the perfect amount of marshmallow oh. and a graham cracker. Yeah, it's, under completely useless trivia, Billy Crystal and when Harry met Sally was trying to woo her at the end. She wouldn't take his calls, and he was sitting there watching a game, and he goes, at least I have Malamar's the greatest cookie of all. See, okay, oh, so there you go. go. See, that's, yeah. Now you understand why yeah. this is one of my best friends that's for 40 years. Hey, that is great. You know what? I'm going to have to have you guys all over. We have a beautiful fire pit at home. And we no have, no we mother's make, cookies. Oh, no. As no. long as there's oh, no mother's cookies. No, 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 but we go ahead and do the marshmallow. You know, See, if you had taken that building and made condos out of it, we could have been doing it from the lavish recording studios at your that's, abode. That's true. <laughs> well, you Baker know, will make s'mores. He'll prepare them. 
Well, I, that's, I, I, of course. <laughs> well, of course, we'll make you some excellent ones. Um, I actually used to own some other property in Oakland, and mm-hmm. we had some uh, live-work units. One unit alone was for over 4,000 square feet to live. Mm, wow. I mean, it's bigger than most houses, right? Wow. Two different places, they, they built music studios in there. So these guys yeah. would, you yeah. know, they'd just be hanging around, and they'd, they'd produce music and all soundproofing and all that. It was pretty cool. Oh, nice. That is cool. 4,000 is a huge space, right? For oh, yeah. For that. Yeah. They, you get basically, you get four guys, each paying like 600 bucks a month, and they all have, yep. you know, 1,000 square feet to themselves. That's a good deal. Oh, that's, that's big. Not bad. Um, so, Doug, uh, what, you know, we didn't get to talk much about you. What, what are you doing nowadays? Because uh, um, Steve mentioned, you know, you're, you're on Fox, you're on MSNBC. What, yeah. what, what is your specialty? I'm basically 50% practicing law, you know, litigation, but I've been doing it a long time, you know, 30 years, so, and that's why I got a little more into media, um, you know, and I'm one of the few guys that you will see, you know, on Fox and MSNBC, you know, because with all the toxicity and everybody's going nuts, um, it's nice to be on the two different, you know, networks. So I'm basically a semi, semi-retired lawyer who's starting to get into, you know, media and TV commentary. Um, and I enjoy it. I love being on TV, not because, oh, look at me on TV. Seriously, I like it. And Steve came down to a live segment, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I like having to respond, you know, quickly, because that's, you know, that's what trial lawyers do in court. Um, and I find that interesting. And I also find it interesting to see how the questions are posed, you know, and how you handle it if somebody asks you, you know, not the greatest question versus a really good one. I find it to be a very interesting thing. What, what I'm saying in a roundabout way is that having been a trial lawyer for decades, um, I just really like media. I enjoy it. Well, one of the things I appreciated, uh, Steve was uh, telling us before you got on, is the fact that you know, yeah. being on MSNBC and Fox, I mean, you're kind of on both sides of the table there. He says you're one of the most balanced people. You know. Oh, no, I really appreciate that. And the point is, is that, you know, law is funny because, you know, you can spend decades in law and there's two sides to an argument. I mean, this is the way we're trained. And you sit in a conference room and you say, okay, we're going to argue this. What's the other side going to argue? And in cable TV, and Steve and I, this is exactly what we were discussing over the dinner that we had, which was so interesting. Um, you know, you see people just picking one side and running with it, whatever side it's on. So I customarily will go on a segment, whether it's Fox or MSNBC, and I'll say, look, you know, one side's claiming this, the other's claiming that. The truth is probably in between. And I get these rave reviews. Oh, my God, that guy was so fair, this and that. Um, so, you know, I'm proud of that. I enjoy doing it that way. But at the same time, I do call it the way I see it in whatever direction it happens to cut. As one who works in TV, I, I got to ask you, what, what what your thoughts are on, on what, what the hell happened to these shows that, that don't take both sides? Like you said, yeah, it's one side, and then you run with it. Then you got another network, no. it's another side, and yeah. then you run with it. And then, and then, and then yeah, we're, taking, we're taking Twitter, and we're using Twitter as fact, which, which wasn't the original intention, I mean, how many people just say, "Oh, well, I read it on Twitter; it's got to be true." I mean, it just, it just, it just, it just kills me. And and at the local TV level, where we're we're, we're tr- trained to try and get two sources, I mean, two yep. credible sources to to, to to go public, and, and and you can't even do that anymore at the network level. Here's my answer: for decades and decades, and Steve and I also discussed this. Um, you know, in print media, for example, I'll start with that and then move to TV. You know, you had news articles and then you had the opinion page, editorials, op-eds, etc. In television, you're supposed to have factual news shows. 
and then you're going to have opinion shows. And what's happened is everybody's toxicity has gone so high up that, quite frankly, both MSNBC and Fox News have done a big disservice to everybody with these intense, intense opinion shows from, like, you know, 7 to 10 p.m. or 11, whatever it is. Yeah, but if it bleeds, it leads, right? Yeah, because everybody walks around saying, I can't believe Fox News, blah, blah, blah. And I calmly tell them, watch it during the day once in a while, and you'll see it's a little bit different yeah. because Fox has news shows and opinion shows. MSNBC, same thing, news shows and opinion shows. But to the question, which is a really good one, how did we get here, it's sort of a little above my pay grade to analyze this, but it's a lot of it is just the coming together of all kinds of principles, which is social media, Twitter, everybody going crazy. And I think the short answer, honestly, is just saturation. There's so much information that it becomes like the boy who cried wolf. I, I, you just don't know what's true. Hey, watch this. Watch watch me bring it back to New York. I, I got a theory. I think you have to go all the way back to Mike and the Mad Dog, because to me, oh, sure. that was the first of the strong, far-reaching, opinionated Call in, talk show, and and just kind of ram, and everything just kind of expounded from there. But one thing, one thing oh, that's seen, exactly right. I mean, Mike, uh, Chris so, Russo, by the way, I can't help this because Steve may have mentioned. You know, I was a tennis player, played college tennis, I taught tennis for a while, and the point is, he was on one day and it was raining, but it was in England, it was Wimbledon, and he goes, "It's raining, and they're showing that." Dopey tiebreaker between McEnroe and Borg. He goes, throw that out, throw it out. We're tired of it. It was so funny. It was unbelievable. Okay, hey guys, uh, we got to cut to our last commercial break. I'll finish that story. We get back. All right. Uh, third trivia question is: A valuable running back might be one who can run, catch, and even pass a ball when at, when uh, tasked, asked, whatever. Okay, which running back was the first in NFL history to throw for over 750 career yards? Oh wow. That's kind of an interesting one. Stay with us. Sportycom okay. 101. We'll be right back. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. 
so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn, Russell Jackman, Steve Baker, and our special guest, Doug Burns. Uh, last trivia question. A valuable running back might be one who can run, catch, and even uh, pass. Uh, which running back was the first in NFL history to throw for over 750 yards? Paul Horning, Green Bay Packers? Uh, no, just uh, a, right around that time, maybe a, t- a tad before him. Before him? Just a little bit before oh, wow. him. Uh, just a little bit, though. Uh, famous, famous, famous play, famous run, running oof. back. But never, you don't really think run. of him too much in running back. Give some more hints. Uh, he was on TV quite a lot for football. He went. He went. Jim Brown. Oh, oh, no. oh, no, 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 it's no. A, no it's come on, uh, come on, uh, come on. Uh, oh, sh- uh, 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 Frank Gifford, yes. New York Giants. Yes. Wow, Frank Gifford. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, very good. Author of the great line that it was unfortunate for Kathy Gifford to learn that there was no such thing as Tuesday night football. <laughs> you read my mind. I was just going to tell that anecdote. Jay Leno said she learned the hard way. I learned that joke from you, Doug. Football. Is that right? Yeah, Doug gave me that That's joke two weeks ago. Yeah, he said that. that I, really I've, reci- I've recycled it. I should have left it for you. I'm sorry. Okay. That was hey, a good one. Well, guys, uh, Doug, thank you again for uh, being our special guest. Pleasure. And, uh, thank you yeah, for coming on. We've got to have, we, 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 we gotta have, have both of them back. Yep. Oh, yeah. Have you on again. All right. Here's our thoughts, of the, here's our thoughts of the day. Uh, ever thought about if your dog was fat, maybe it means you're not getting enough exercise? Oh. Yeah, oh think about that, huh? Okay. And we all get heavier as we get older because there's a lot more information in our heads. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. We'll also be asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.